Welcome to episode 142. We made it part. What's good? No more shadows. Caesar, it's because the brightness on the computer's low. Can you chill? Look. Look. I put it low so the battery lasts longer. You're. Can you say your Portuguese intro? What's up? Yeah, uh, what number is it? <laughs> exactly. Episode 142. Boom. Jeez. Episode 142. We made a podcast. Caesar. Some damn lightning here. Oh my god. I'm gonna bring the ring lamp Chill. Yeah, you should have brought it a long time ago. You bring it for your stuff. I'm actually yeah. gonna leave you the, the clip off for Anyway, that. episode 142, we made a podcast. Caesar wants to quit. Uh, Not yet. Keep smacking that gum in this microphone. Oh my god. Uh, we made a podcast.com. We made a podcast on all social media. Make sure you're subscribed. What you looking for? I'm here, this is Trishka right here. Where? This dude is the worst, yo. He never get up once during his own stream on Twitch. Oh, I do. We I get made up it, We made it seize his own uh, Twitch stream. Huh. Make sure you follow him. He'll appreciate that. I would. More than this. Um, huh? We made it podcast.com. We made a podcast on all social media. Make sure you're on Instagram. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Pretty active on Twitter and Instagram. Not really that active on Instagram. Pretty much active once a week on Instagram. But we're active on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Getting a crack at interacting with people. We're going to have a special guest today. Actually, um, this is... Today is Wednesday, January 29th. A few days after the tragic death of Kobe Bryant. So we're going to have a special guest to talk about that. But we're going to talk about some stuff first. Really quick. Um, I, I just want to give an update. Uh... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rant too far about this, but um, you know th- there's no soccer community in America. I just want you to know that. And last week I had reached out to Eric Krakauer of BN Sports, and I was like, "Hey man, remember when I said this on um, what you call it, Sports Burst? I talked about Liverpool's tactics. You said I was crazy, and then I came last week on the episode 141 with the proof that I was right. He said he said send me the link." And I'll listen to it. It's been a week. Have had no, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, you know what? It when is, I sent the, when I sent the link, when I sent the link, he responded with a thumbs up emoji. You know what I'm saying? Since then, we've heard nothing. So, um, you know, you try to get it, you try to get the stuff going, and it don't really work. But maybe he'll listen to it. Maybe he's been busy. You know, I don't know. Hopefully, he listens to it. But he hasn't responded to anything yet. But it kind of reminds me of George that time. Saying I seen your <laughs> tweet from three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh shit, that's true. Also, this is very fast before we start talking about the real stuff. Boy, we sighing. Um, Valencia beat Barcelona last weekend. Uh, we're not gonna get into the game because it's been too long since the game. But I did watch the game and I did take notes, as you can see. This is my um, notebook that I use for what I'm gonna do YouTube recaps. But I ended up not doing it for whatever reason. I don't know why I didn't do it. But um, I did bring back the Condovia tracker. Caesar, he was man of the match. Outside of Maxi Gomez getting the one goal, basically two goals, one was given as an own goal. But he was thugging. Condovia tracker, let me just go ahead and give it to you. Mm. This is my favorite tracker, by the way. Um, in the first half, eight good plays, one bad play. Mm. Second half... Nine good plays, two bad plays. 
Caesar, he was out there in the midfield doing like like running and like flicking it behind his back and giving like dope passes. He was so good. Getting all in Messi's way, frustrating people. Okay. Oh, stealing the ball off people. He's it was a really insane. Good player. I watched them break down that match on BN and on ESPN FC. They did not mention his name. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, did y'all not watch this game? No. Or did you just watch like a 15 minute highlight they package? They talk about Maxi Gomez. They talk, they, I think they just be watching like a 15 minute highlight package, like a long, like an extended highlights. Uh, but yeah, Kondobi was insane. Anyway, so. We got to talk about the big news. Uh, Kobe Bryant passed, um, was that Sunday? Yeah. Yes, Sunday. So we're going to bring in the old homie, one of Caesar's oldest friends. Um, He, uh, Lakers fan, and he's been on the podcast before. Oh, I should have looked up what episode that was. Um, Dang, do you remember? You know, do you remember what uh, that, I I remember what the episode was called. (laughs) Do you remember? Uh, does Neymar have the juice? Oh yeah, <laughs> he yeah, put yeah, yeah. Neymar in the juice with Tupac. That was perfect. That yeah, you can't beat. We're the king of that. <laughs> you are. I'll give you all the credit. Is he on? Yeah. I still muted. And the volume's up. Hello, Chris. Yeah, hello. Yeah. Hello? So that's the homie Chris. Uh, back, back. Uh, it should be fine. Um, back in the building. Uh, see, uh, Chris, do you remember what episode number it was you were on? Man, I don't remember the number. I just remember it was it was something about like the players gambling. Yeah, we talked about uh, players gambling. We talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, we it, it was called "Does Neymar Have the Juice?" Okay, but I don't remember what. I, I'm pretty sure that was 2018 early. I don't know. Yeah, Caesar's all quiet. Like I don't know. You, you. I literally don't remember the episode either. <laughs> do, do y'all got beef? What's no, we're, we're we're both mourning Kobe's death. Oh, okay, okay. Anyway, um. So we had it was tragic. Uh, uh, Chris, you are a Lakers fan, yes? Man, born. I I, I couldn't be any more a Lakers fan if I was born uh, half court in Great Western form. <laughs> um, and basketball, you would say is like your number one sport you follow, yeah? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, not saying that you can play. I'm just joking, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've only seen them sweaty gym pictures after the game. I ain't seen the videos. (laughs) Stupid. He got the headband though, so he knows about that life. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't want it to be like super emotional unless like it goes there. But, uh, what, like, what were you doing when you heard about the news? Um, man, it, it hit me like a couple of the people that I live with and just go to school with was uh, sending me messages um, saying it happened. And, like, me, my number one thing, because it was a, a Boston fan who sent me the message. So I was like, like quit playing. Like, I, I didn't believe it. I was just like, quit, like, don't joke like that. Like, <laughs> I didn't actually play in serious mode because we always just little jabs at each other about, you know, the Lakers, Boston, Highway. Yeah. And I pretty much was like, you know, you, you got to do part. Don't, don't joke like that. <laughs> uh, but they put the TMZ article. And even when I saw that article, I was like, this is, like, fake news. Um, it was just very poorly written, too. But I was like, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why TMZ writes their articles that way. But I was, like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is not real. Like, Kobe, for one, it was just, Kobe was a, a immortal figure for me already. Mm. But 
but like just like I was like 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 I was just it, it couldn't be any malfunction. Like I, I just couldn't. It was unfathomable to me that anything could like just malfunction like that, or like just something like that could even happen. Like it just it's crazy, man. So you were just like just like a normal go. It was Sunday. So you're just like chilling yeah, with somebody. Yeah, a, a, a normal day. I was waking up late because I had a, uh, I worked a late shift the night before. And I was just waking up, probably about to get on 2K or, or something like that and give somebody the, the work. Uh, <laughs> somebody yeah, that, that news changed everything, changed the whole day for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what... Uh, well, I, I would like, ask Caesar, but he's he, Caesar's the one that told me about it. Um, <clears throat> you were on your way to Tark's house, right, Caesar? Yeah, I was on my way to Tark's house, and I was checking Twitter, and my cousin had retweeted like the TMZ article, and I was like, "This shit fake as hell. She don't know nothing about American news." <laughs> and then it was like a little Wayne died for. Yo, the and it was time. like nine minutes ago. I was like, "God damn!" I was like, "This is posted right now." No way. Mm. And I read it, and then like then like the and it wasn't trending yet. Then like I put it down, and then I was walking into you guys. I was like, let me check my Twitter again when I was walking into the house where y'all, y'all no, were. No, Caesar. Or wherever I was. I, I put it down. I opened it again, basically. Caesar, you called me. Okay. No, but then I opened it again, like, a little bit later. Like, right after. And then I saw it trending. I was like, oh, this is legit. So then I called you. I yeah, you were, you, like, you were, like, in the car. Yeah, I was tripping. I was like, there's, like, no way. Because like, I was real. I was annoyed because you had, call, you had called me. And then we had talked about the plan. Like, you were going to come through. Yeah. And then I just got out of the shower. And then you was calling me again. I was like, this dude is so annoying. Yeah, I think during the time, yeah. I, like, there was like a little time where I was like, you know what? I was like, I was like, let me just like see this. I don't want to look stupid right now. Yeah. And then I saw it like pick up. I was like, oh, this might be real. And then uh, I hit you about it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm looking at the phone ringing. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and then you was like, no. no I didn't even, I didn't believe it. Like I've seen, I've seen it on all social media and I swear I did not believe it until I uh, turned on ESPN and they started running the breaking news and like the things. That's when I was like, oh, like this is... The only is reason... That was, that was probably like two hours after it, it first started breaking. The only reason I believed it because it was like, that's not someone I can imagine that even be a rumor about. Like, he's yeah. not even in that life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's not like in clubs and stuff like that, living that life that I know of. So, it's like, um, I, when I saw that, I was like, damn, like, that's crazy. It's pretty mind-blowing because in retrospect, thinking about it, that's like I've never heard of like a, a that famous of an athlete's death. Like that like that abrupt at the time period and happened like that. That's like crazy. Yeah, like somebody like a legendary yeah. like that. No, that's pretty insane. Especially for his stature. Yeah. Um, have you, uh, Chris, have you, have you like kind of taken a break from social media since then? Or are you still like looking at what people are saying? You know what? I'm just getting back on. I, I took a good, a cool 48-hour, mm. like, break. Mm. And I, I'm just starting to get back on. But, I mean, like, that, that first day, but, like, I was, it was real, like, tears. Like, I literally, I was around people, so I was trying, like, not to to let it flow too much. Um, so I remember, like, I was getting, <laughs> I had to get ready to, like, head out. I was in the shower, and I was, Literally just like sobbing like a little kid, like it was it was wild, yeah. and then it was it was like double double hard for me to kind of deal with because I'm not I'm not in the city right now I'm not I'm not at home so it's like even like explaining it to people who are not 
who are not from there, like what this what this person really meant to like those of us who are from there, from uh, Los Angeles, yeah. and like like this person was a part of our family, you know, especially if you're about if you live in Los Angeles. You know, you, you're confronted with him regardless, but especially, like, if you're a basketball fan, a Lakers fan, like, this person's in your home for five months out of the year for yeah. over 20 years. So it's like, it, it's really, it's really a, a family. It's like losing a family member, and it, it's crazy. Like, it, like I don't know. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't scroll through any timeline without, like, tearing up or even crying. And it, it, it was just wild, but now I'm starting to get back. like I'm able to kind of. I still can't watch too many things like videos or interviews because I'll start tearing up. But I'm able to kind of stomach listening or seeing what other people, how other people react to it. Um, it's funny. He's like the only person I texted. I was like, "Oh, you good?" Like, you mean Chris? Yeah, I texted him. I was like, "I mean, you good?" Because I was like, "Man, that's great." I remember like you know. For one person that like Kobe really meant a lot to him, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna keep it real. I was always a Laker hater. I, I was a Sonics fan, and I'm from San Diego, so we don't really rock with LA like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Kobe, Kobe for me was never like, I never really had that connection with him as a player. And actually, I never really felt like that about like any athlete like that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so so like when Caesar told me, I was like, damn, that's crazy. But, like, I definitely didn't, I didn't have, like, any kind of, like, emotional reaction to it. Um, But I can see, like, like, I know how Lakers fans are. Like, I know, and especially since Kobe was there, like, well, maybe not, like, his rookie season. But, like, after that, like, this dude is, like, uh, he's a god in L.A., you know what I mean? Like, he is, like, the number one guy over everybody. And, you know, he kind of, like, made uh the Lakers franchise like for like a modern era you know gave gave him that like championship uh like mentality and right. even though like I was a Laker hater like and and Caesar can attest certified Kobe hater <laughs> like I would always respect like like as an as a competitor as an athlete like that's the that, that's the peak. Yeah, like somebody who's just oh, like, sure. like I can uh, all... definitely. But I mean, the the greatest testament to to just who this person was for our generation, for just the what the mark he left. I mean, it goes to me well beyond sport. But if you just focus it just in the world of sport, like look at all everybody who was like drastically impacted by his death not even like you know okay yeah i'm gonna you know condolences to the family everyone does that but i mean you had this little neymar falling while he's playing showing his respect you had mbappe going crazy Balotelli going crazy on instagram you had the Damn. tennis dude uh and the, like these these are people who are that's like the generation that was watching Kobe come up, mm-hmm. um, and they're not even in basketball. They're not. Most of them not even like American. Most of them not. You know, they're just the world of sport and what this person meant to the world of sport. He was the only person. I would say the only person in our era 
in any field that had a philosophy for success and night in and night out proved that that philosophy for success was going to work. Like, he tested it, and we all got to visually see this man test it, and time and time again, it proved to be successful. And then even after his playing days, like, you know, winning an Oscar, starting his uh, production company and content creation company, all of them were wildly successful Real using Kobe the fan. same exact model that he implemented from his playing days. And I think that's where the 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 impact comes. And impact comes like globally, and all these athletes, and even just like entertainment people and and business people, everyone, why why he was so important. And then, of course, you know, being from L.A., it, that was like, like you said, that's our dude. Like, that, we we grew up with him. Like, he, he came here when he was 17, and, you know, we, we, were, we rocked it in the whole way through. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's no Gary Payton, but I feel no, I'm joking. Okay, stop. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, it's funny because I had a uh, – I was actually kind of curious myself to just see, like, how the next phase of Kobe Bryant's career goes because when you're someone that that's large, you're always curious to see that 20 they had, what's the next 20 going to look like? And I thought he had kind of a good thing going for himself. He's hitting the, like, the right areas and the right niche in terms of his career. And actually, um, I believe two weeks ago, this was actually his last major interview, was that when All the Smoke dropped the episode they did with Kobe Bryant at his place. Um, and I had watched that interview. And they were just talking about the playing days and then, um, talking about how the transition from the NBA was now, what it was before to now, and how the how like so many guards today uh, have like used his game as an example of what they're doing today. Why there's so many more young, talented guards in this league, in this or guard slash forward in this this year's like this era of NBA than there was before. You know, mm-hmm. before you had titans in a league in terms of player, but now there's even some of the worst teams still have one player that could just give you like all kind of work, and it's kind of cool to see that. All those players are like crediting him, like Jay Morant and, and Trey. All these guys are talking about how much Kobe meant to them coming up in these early 20s and uh, uh, players. And um, that interview was really good. And it was kind of crazy because I was watching that and it was just like you're like seeing someone so alive. So to just realize that like that's like that that person is gone now for real is mind blowing. Um, um, yeah, so it was just it was kind of crazy to me. Absolutely. Uh, now, Chris. Yep. Is he there? Oh, uh, I was like, wait, what in the world? Whoa. Um, what's, what's like, I mean, I feel like you might have kind of answered it already, but what's Kobe's legacy for you personally? Boy, if you, if, if you're going to start, uh, boy, if you cry, you better get send us a video. We need content. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> nah, um, for me personally, like I said, it, it, I feel like it resonates especially more with me and just my whole family in general. Like, Kobe was some, like, let me preface it, let me go all the way back. Like, Damn. I'm a Laker fan because my, I was born into it. Like, my father is a hardcore Laker fan, has been his whole life. Mm. Um, so I just grew up Boo. always, you know, always, that's all I knew. Like, purple and gold, was just all, uh, uh, that's the only thing that hurting, was. Hurting my heart right now. Um, and then, with Kobe, it was just, it was almost like, like I said, it, it wasn't even necessarily him as a player. It was the philosophy 
around what made him successful and everything he did that was kind of like just the identity that I uh, seen like all the all the great figures in my life embody and which I try to embody myself and it's, it's literally just that work ethic and that um, no excuses like if, if you want something you're gonna go and get it um, you know find be curious find find what you love to do and, and be the best at it or do it to the best of your ability mm-hmm. and it's just that that philosophy that that the the cliche the mama mentality like that it was an embodiment of like just my identity and how I lived and like lived and navigated life and a big um, testament to my personal successes. So obviously, like for me, it was almost like a cult following, and and that for me was like the hard part to explain to other people. Like, cause I mean, like I don't, I don't, especially being up here. I'm in the Bay right now, so it's like people are obviously affected by it still. But it, it's it's not the same as as you know people in LA and and, and just being in LA. So it, it was kind of just difficult to explain because like people look at it like like you think this dude is like a superhero or something, but <laughs> but it, it's really that identity that that he created with a lot with a lot of folks. I wouldn't even say it's like unique to me. I think that it's something that just a lot of people, especially like inner city LA youth grew up seeing and those of us who who were able to kind of embody it or apply it to our lives it, it really means something um, um you know like coming up i think that uh i mean i was big like your friend as a kid i mean the first the first uh um like v tape i ever bought was from uh it was like a vcr tape vcr tape from um Goodwill, it was Magic Johnson, uh, a tape on him, and I just became a huge Laker fan. I like hated the Celtics because um, <laughs> I, I they, they were showing you, I like. I want you to know this band because I, I could recall last time this little season was talking about he was not a Lakers fan, he was a Bulls fan. <laughs> no, no, I said that the first. I said no, 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 no. <laughs> clarification, clarification. The first, the first. No, 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 no. No, no, no. The first NBA game I ever watched was Michael Jordan versus Utah Jazz. uh, That final. That's the first game I ever watched. I came to America in 96. That's the first game I ever watched. But I became a... And of course I was a fan of Jordan. That was the coolest thing I ever seen. But I became... uh, I was a Laker fan. I was a Laker fan. Uh, I did have the Magic Johnson stuff Chris was talking about. You can stop talking about it without exposing me. Um, uh, But uh, yeah, I was a big fan. What? When did you stop being a Laker fan? I stopped being a Laker fan. I'm going to say like... Oh eight, I think. Um, okay. There was that time period in between uh, before they. I think I don't know if it was oh eight. Chris can correct me. I don't know what year they got Gasol, but there was like that gap year in between when Kobe was literally incredible. He was literally incredible, and like like he had that. Uh, I think they were the eighth seed or seventh seed, and he had that game winning shot against the Suns. I forgot what it was. Uh, I don't remember what. I don't know what what year that was, but um, uh, and he was getting snubbed from Steve Nash uh, for the MVPs, like. That year, I was I wasn't necessarily like I mean everybody on a everybody was an LA fan 
and that was kind of boring for me. So I was trying to appreciate other Laker players more. So I was a big Lamar Odom fan. I thought he was amazing, and uh, I enjoyed those days. But then a lot of people were hopping off and 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 uh, and like talking shit about the Lakers. All of a sudden, the same people left, and then when they acquired Gasol, thousands of people came back. And I think one of the most annoying things ever uh, as a kid being a Laker fan, I just hated how like there was like not a concrete like. Hardcore fan base. The hardcore fan base was 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 compliment to how successful the team is, and whether that's good or bad, because Kobe Bryant is one of the reasons why this mentality exists here in LA. You know, he's brought a winning mentality to this this city. Um, they expect the best at all times, and that when they when they're at their best, they get maximum support. So. Um, it's, it's it has its good and bad, but that level of excellence means that it's not oh you got to playoffs. That's not acceptable in LA. It's you got to win a championship, and that mentality it, it's it's hard to find players like that in the world. And, and like we said, he's literally the pinnacle of what athletic and mental a uh, 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 peak is in terms of an athlete. I don't think anybody has ever embodied that, and even players like LeBron James can attest to him being you know. But I think Jordan's the, like that too. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I'm saying like in this like I guess in this era. Um, um, who knows when the next individual who has something uh, similar to that is, but, you know, LeBron gives him a lot of credit and he gives him credit back. So, um, just him passing away, I think initially, um, I don't want to, I mean, I didn't cry or anything like that, but I think for me, like I did, I didn't know I didn't, but like crying right now. No, I'm not really talking about that. Um, but like, I did feel that like a little sinking feeling inside. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, I mean, like, damn. Like, like this guy meant a lot to a lot of people. I mean, even I was a kid in my backyard. Chris knows my little backyard uh, hoop setup. I used to be shooting those fadeaways into the bushes, pretending I was Kobe. You know uh, those. So I mean, and, and screaming it out. But I mean, mm. he he was he he was he meant a lot to people. Especially, I think anybody that's raised even in L.A. County area can understand how much he meant to this area and to know that. You know, when I, we were kids, you know, when we all played video games, the first thing you want to do is try to get your player to get to play on the Lakers and, 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 and the Staples Center. Just It was a different vibe. So it's it's really a shame to see him go because not only is it someone who was you're watching as an idol, but he was a father to, to a family. You know, he had he had kid, multiple kids and yeah, had a family going on. And he had, and it's, it's sad his daughter died as well, too, with him. And... It's 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 just a really bad really bad way to go out, and I, I feel terrible for that. So y'all never way. screamed out Gary Payton? Fucking no. <laughs> if I screamed out Gary Payton, I'm screaming out Airball. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> y'all never screamed out Sean Kemp? No, fucking no. Nah, never. Chris got beef with Sean Kemp. I could never. Honestly, I could never like Ice Cube. Nah. Versus, for saying Lakers with the Supersonics. It's it's crazy. Bam don't know this, but I'm like by marriage related to Sean Kemp. Somewhere down the line, I, I don't really know how. Okay, but okay. I, I have some some ties to Sean Kemp. And then what happened? But I'll never, I'll, then what? I would never, I would never scream his name. You just hate him because he's family? No, because he's a Seattle Seas? He doesn't hate him. Uh-oh. Who yells out Sean Kemp on a shot? Gotta, he's a dunker. It's because y'all never dunked before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, Chris. I got to keep it all the way ready to my homie. Um... Now, you know we made a podcast. You know we go in. You're aware of this. Yes, for sure. Now, I want to talk about everything surrounding Kobe Bryant's legacy. But you don't have to be part of the conversation if you don't want to. Because we're going to talk about that. No, I'm already known, man. Okay, because we're going to talk about 2003. Hey. But but honestly, out of respect, because that's your guy. If you don't want to be party to that part of the conversation, it's all good. 
No, yeah, no, I'm already not. No, I'm, I'm here for it. Okay, so he's saying when he comes back, he gets the hands though. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, we can shoot body uh, for a minute. Shoot body <laughs> when he comes back. Um. So okay, for you, because obviously everybody has their opinions about this stuff, but for you, that rape case in 2003, which I, I, I would imagine all of us know the details. For yeah. for a very long time, does that in any way, like, is that a part of his legacy for you, or is it something that you just are not like? It's it, it's not really important for you. If you want me to be, you want me to be real with it. Hey, <laughs> me? Do what you gotta do. If, if it's too real, we'll edit it out. Like, for what? For what? I mean, you're, I'm scared. You're I'm scared. To someone who who's, who's going to a prestigious university studying mm-hmm. law. Okay. And knowing the details of that case, that man didn't do what he was accused of. I know that's not the right thing to say in this climate and in time, but I mean it's the reason why the criminal case was thrown out so quickly. I mean the lady showed up with all kind of different semen in her underwear to to the case, which didn't help her out, and it was just no evidence pointing towards him. Um, so, I mean, it's like, I understand, uh, the, the social climate of today and why people have, uh, certain views on, on it due to, due to like the allegation, which, which is not totally not warranted. I mean, it's obviously not a shining moment in his life, but I mean, like he's a human being, he's a person, um, he's gonna make wrong decisions, put himself in bad situations and not do the right thing 100% of the time. Um, and that was one of those times. But in terms of, I guess, it actually being a a rape, as it, as it was alleged, it just, there was no evidence pointing that way. Uh, the criminal case was thrown out so quick that I believe even the lady's law team knew that she she didn't really have a case. Um, and I mean, it, the civil case still being in the air was just, I feel like a way, you know, that they can get some money out of it, which he settled because, I mean, this man is also, he was in the playoffs, I believe at that time in one of the most intense Western conference playoffs of, of, I think ever. Um, so yeah, he, he paid and settled. And I know like a lot of times when people, see a, a settlement that they just automatically assume that it implies guilt but when you have that kind of money and you just don't want to have to deal with the um, excruciating travel excruciating time crunch of going through the legal process and you could settle it by just paying probably the same amount you would have to pay your legal team anyway that's that's just what what you're gonna do because it's just more convenient. Um, I'm sure if it was if it went to to the criminal, if the criminal charges were gonna be uh, like moving forward, I'm pretty sure that he would. He I'm probably not, I'm 99% sure because he is still black that he would have been acquitted and it would it. It wouldn't have really moved further, but I mean, once when you're when you're a star at that level, um, 
even being acquitted, you're still gonna be, you're still gonna, you know, you're gonna have people that that doubt you. I, I I'm just saying, like, I, I I read these books all day, every day, bro. It was no evidence pointing towards this man doing what he was accused of, and trust me, I I, I call him how I see him. Um, there's definitely been other athletes, other entertainers that is not looking too good for them. Uh, in terms of evidence, but this wasn't one of those. Were, were you going to say something? Um, no, no. I mean, um, you would, okay, I mean, we have a difference of opinion on that, but <clears throat> I think you could admit that someone that's just like a regular person going up against like a huge star that's like very wealthy, it's going to be a lot harder for them to like make that case. And like, historically like rape and sexual assault is a crime that's like rarely adjudicated in a way that's fair for women like it's it's like their word I agree with that their that's word fair. is is very rarely taken and to prove like that it wasn't consensual that's very difficult you know so i mean it, it, it's it's I, I it's it, agree, i agree with that i agree with everything you're saying but I'm saying that the evidence that was presented not only not only didn't help the case, it drastically, drastically shifted the momentum that she had in the complete opposite direction, bro. Like, if you really look and read the actual case, and you can look it up on Google because it, it was a public case, it's... Um, I forget. I think it was in the county of like Inglewood, Colorado. Eagle Rock. Spell with a or Eagle Rock. Sorry, spell with an E. The the details of the case, especially if you look at if you really look at law and study study the field, it, it's not. It just doesn't add up. It's, it's not like a lot of a lot of cases that we're seeing surface now were were evidence, and even in the past where evidence. Is like you can say, um, you know, this one, this one to me was a no-brainer. This, that's why her own legal team advised her against it because, I mean, it, it has just been the evidence that she willingly provided hurt her so much. It was holes in, in what she said in the story, which I know sometimes can even be can be, you know, shaky considering circumstances, but. I just, I just, I just, I just don't believe it, man. And I know it's not always the right thing to say, especially in this climate. But it's just, I at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we we see we see it go so many ways for both, like both sides of the spectrum, that you can only really just read it and, and form your own opinion about it. But there's no way we can really know what happened unless we're one of those two people. I think that um, with, I think it's in, in, in terms, I mean, I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on, on rape case or anything like that. I, I really don't. And I don't know the entire, the, all the entire process, nor do I remember the 2003 case that well. But from what I can gather from seeing how cases have been thrown out of court or not proven or settled, it's, it's the issue with the rape case is that it's, it's consensual sex can begin between two people but it's hard to prove in terms of evidence presented to a judge a jury and in court 
and there's a plaintiff and defendant, it's hard to prove when the it got escalated to a point where it became non-consensual. I think it's always right. people need to understand that rape isn't just immediately always it's con, it's it's not consensual. It can start off consensual, but it can reach levels in which an individual doesn't want anymore. And when in, the minute an individual right. an individual states that I don't want to do this anymore, and you're still going, that starts that's considered rape. Now the issue is, is how the fuck do you prove that? And and it's hard to prove that and. I don't, you know, remember the case. I don't have it in front of me, so it's tough. And and of course, like I, I um, I think it's always as much as I, uh, you know, he's not, he's not, he's not been tried guilty for it. So I'm not gonna say that he did it. And but at the same time, I, I don't, I'm not gonna sit on the show and 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 shun uh, her accusation because her accusation wasn't necessarily proven to be uh, incorrect either. You know, there was a settlement, and both both parties went their separate ways. But you go ahead, Ben. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, I'm, the criminal, the criminal allegation was completely thrown out. I mean, but that happens uh, a lot when rape by cases. By the court. Like, honestly, it happens but, a lot. But it's just no. I, I agree. I'm not sitting here to say an accusation, but I would say consent also can be fully given and then also fully withdrawn completely after the fact too. But that's not. I would, I would, I would say that's not a way to. That shouldn't be criminally criminally charged. Like obviously, you can think that the man is a scumbag after the fact. Um, oh, oh, fine. oh. Okay, I'm sorry. You saying consent withdrawn after the act? Yeah, like okay, the, the okay. Whole, the entire act could have been. Okay, I thought I, I thought you. I'm sorry. I thought you meant during the act. No, no. Yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying. Yeah, because the entire act could have been consensual, and then. You wanna, you can't relinquish that consent after, after the yeah, act for is sure. Done and and to you, you know what I'm saying, like yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, like it's one of those things that, like, obviously, there's a lot of people that believe him. There's a lot of people that believe her. I mean, I'm inclined to believe, like, like there's no reason for it. Like, I don't. Women don't generally go around lying about being raped by people. Um, so. I, I I agree with that, but I, I I especially in these situations in general, I I try to my best ability not to generalize an entire group of people and try to keep it specified to like this to the each unique situation. I feel like I feel like that's kind of some of the issue we have. Now, in this time, is that too often we generalize these type of cases or these type of situations or, or how it plays out instead of just taking an objective look at unique situations and circumstances that are specific to the situation at hand. And I, and I feel like that's what you have to do with these cases on a case-by-case basis. Um, and obviously, I mean, the way law is, you use past cases to help validate uh, your argument for the current case. But in these specific type of cases, it's, it's very important to pay um, a, a great deal of attention to details and circumstances and to treat each and every one as its own entity and not try to group them all together, and that's what that's what I try to do. And, and with this specific one, I, I just 
I mean, I, I, I side with the defense one. I mean, I feel you. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, his case reminds me a lot of Ronaldo's case. Like, um, the, what the women described is very similar. That, like, you know, I mean, I can understand, like, a woman being in a situation where, okay, if somebody's being pushy, like, you feel like, okay, the best thing I could do is, like, try to give in a little bit so then they leave me alone. But, like, with the Ronaldo case, and, like, he basically admitted to it in uh, in his uh, deposition, like, yeah, she was saying no, but, like, I was basically seeing, like, how much I could get away with, with her kind of, like, saying no to me. And then yeah. he was saying, like, yeah, he had told her after, like, you know, I'm usually not like that. But, like, you know, whatever his mindset was, like, for, like, I'm like, yo, like, you raped her, yo. Like, she did not want to do that. Like, if a woman wants to have sex with you, like, they make it very well, you you know. You know, like, you don't have right. to be pushy. You don't have to be, like, aggressive and stuff like that. And, like, like they're not going to feel violated after if they want to do it, you know? So, like, right. for me, it, like, like, especially when it came out, like, and just, I, I mean, just... You know, a lot of athletes are entitled, you know, like they get what they want and they, and they want what they want when they want it. And they're treated that way by everybody around them. And, you know, they're not used to hearing the word no. You know what I mean? So like, I agree. and, and there's a lot of men like that. Like, they just feel like, you know, like, who are you to tell me? No, like, I'm going to get what I want. And like, I'm powerful and you're not, and nothing's going to happen to me. And that's basically what happened to Kobe. Like, Nothing really, I mean, he had some consequences for a little bit, but like, I could imagine that this woman, this is from my perspective, like, I could imagine that this woman is like living with that trauma for the rest of her life. And like, for her, just like, damn, like nobody cares. Like, I, I don't think she's a public figure, obviously, but like, you know, like, I can't imagine like knowing someone that that happened to and then like I'm celebrating the person that did that to them you know or if that happened to me and like people are celebrating the person that did that to me like I'm gonna feel away you know I, I, I understand that I mean and, and that's okay like you don't have to I'm get the you can feel away but at the same time like I, all I'm saying is even 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 the fact that you brought in Ronaldo's case talking about Kobe's case, they're very different if you pay attention to the details because they, Ronaldo's story and Kobe's story are very different. They they don't have similar stories based on their perspective of what happened in the case. And I'm not sitting here saying that she should be condemned for, for not liking him or, or for being upset that people do like him. But what I'm saying is one shouldn't be like criminally criminally affected for an action that the evidence prove like it's not proving but is swaying like drastically in their favor of just because you had a change of heart or just or just feel different about the situation yeah, no, we, um, you, you and I, I, I do understand, I do understand maybe, I mean, anything can be traumatic, but it doesn't mean that, that the person's life should be 
or freedom should be taken from them. You know, I mean, we we have a different perspective on it, and that's fine. Like honestly, like I'm not I'm not like going to sit and argue about the situation. Like you know, ultimately, like we don't really know what happened, but I think I think it's important to note that in relation to I think your initial question was in terms of does that rape case at all affect you know, his legacy as a player. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't think so. Like for you personally? Or for me general? personally, I don't attribute that in terms of taking taking away taking away anything. Um, uh, hello? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I don't attribute that with taking away anything from his professional career. Um, as an NBA player, and yeah, I'll be yeah. honest with you, I'll be honest with you, I don't even think it take. I don't, to me, it doesn't take anything away with his life after NBA as well, too. I think that, um, um, you know, I mean, since that, from what I know, me, he's, he seems to have lived his life as a law-abiding citizen. He's done fine, and he, but do you? But that's because you don't think that he did it. No, I'm saying that regardless if he did or not, I don't think that affects like I don't. That doesn't change my perception to him in terms of. How I see him today is like it's not like I, I don't think he should be like he should be revered or or or, or we should we should put a, a asterisk on his career or any of that stuff. I don't think at all because I think that I didn't think it takes away from the accomplishments he did on the court. That's what I'm saying. What if he did it to you though? Do you think that you'd feel that way? No, I no no. Of course, if I got I, I don't think even like me getting raped. But if I got raped or him, what does that take away from his professional no, I'm career? Saying, how would you feel? I feel. I mean, I feel like a victim. I feel uh, Damn, traumatized. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, but what I'm what I'm saying is, okay, what if he did that? Yeah, of course that would that would be a would be a, a big blemish on on his personality and just his character. But also, what if what if he didn't do it? Which is what the evidence is is leaning towards, and what the evidence suggests. So that's where we disagree, which is fine. I'm I'm just asking for Caesar, because I'm just trying to understand like where you're coming from. It wouldn't like. Are you saying if he did it, it wouldn't take anything away, or if he didn't do it, it would if take he it. didn't do it? Okay, I'm saying like based on what happened. No, I'm not saying if that or if not. I'm saying based on like what happened and what transpired then, and the court case, how it went down, and what the ruling was. Okay. I don't I don't feel it affects like. His career, that's what I'm saying, like it doesn't. But if the ruling went a different direction, of course we'd have a discussion about it. But it didn't that didn't happen. You do know? you, think, do you he, think he did he did there was a settlement and then I don't know the about the criminal case and stuff, but there was a settlement and so no one was tried guilty for this. Do you think a lot of men get away with rape? Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. All the time. Yeah, but the thing is this is the argument, and I agree with you. But the thing is is the, he he is he's passed away. He cannot defend himself in the situation. It's over with. Okay. Yeah, he denied it. He, he denied it, and it's over with. And there was a settlement. It's over and done. So if we're talking about this situ, what his career is now, what it was, then I, I can't put that as a blemish because of what transpired. It was a settlement. It was negotiated, and that's the same thing. We here we made it. We're the only outlet. That made any stance towards it about the Ronaldo situation, and when, when everybody was taking sides in terms of deciding that even clubs were saying that uh, we're shutting down this woman's accusations, all we said and we made it was that I want to wait until it's over. I'm not going to sit here and pick a side before before I know anything. Just because I don't care, I don't care what Ronaldo says. I don't care about his weird ass post. I don't care about I don't care about Juventus weird ass tweets. 
Let's wait till this is done to make it fair because you're innocent to prove guilty for sure. Well, Ronaldo raped that girl. He basically said it. Well, he didn't get. Look, he didn't get tried guilty for raping his girl. So it's over. Well, he settled. Yeah, yeah. So that's because. But that's because it's so difficult. Absolutely, and I agree with you. In a criminal case, I agree with Bam in Ronaldo's case. I don't. I mean, the evidence. Is not looking good for Ronaldo. <laughs> he's, he's good. It's over. <laughs> it's over. He's solid. No, like Chris is funny because, like you, like you said, you said some other people. The evidence don't look good. I, I just want to ask you, who's the other people? Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's like a segment. Who's the evidence not looking good for? <laughs> well, I mean, no, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, We're we, we not going to go down the whole laundry list of. Uh, for like Woody Allen, but like, Woody Allen. But uh, but honestly, I mean, I don't want to like stay on this the whole time. Obviously, I mean, it it's let let's well, let's move past that. Like, it's always tragic when someone uh, like like a plane crash, a helicopter, like those like things, like a car crash, like those things are unexpected. And like, he's a big public figure, and he had a huge impact on people's lives. Even for me, somebody who was like, I don't like the Lakers. I mean, I'm talking about from a sports aspect. Like, I don't like the Lakers. I don't like Kobe because he's a Laker, basically. Even for me, like, that mentality, as somebody who's an athlete who played sports my entire life, like, as an athlete, like, that's, like, that mindset, like, you can respect that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't really, like, I don't really care much for Kobe, like, outside of basketball. So like for me, like just looking at it, looking at him as a basketball player, it's just like, yo dog, like that's you. And I used to say it about LeBron, like maybe earlier in his career, like, yo, like he need to be like Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like if these guys was like more like Kobe, if Chris Paul was more like Kobe, you know what I'm saying? Like, if him. Russell Will Westbrook was mo- more like Kobe, he like, want him. <laughs> what, what, what? he would have wanted something. I can yeah, say. exactly. You know what I mean? Um, because, and getting more into the basketball side of things, I don't even think that Kobe is like one of the better like natural athletes. Actually, like he's one of them dudes, in my opinion. That's like obviously he has the height, but like when you look at him play, like it's not like just raw athletic ability. It you can tell that that's somebody who worked really hard. Like when you look at like athletes like you look at somebody like Alan, let's say Allen Iverson like his same generation like that's somebody like his athletic ability is like out of the out of this world you know Kobe right. is somebody who like you look at it, it's like okay this dude like his movement isn't as fluid as everybody like his like his he doesn't have like uh, insane jumping powers and strength and power and all it's, that it's, it's not just I, it's I, not I, wanna, I wanna warn you guys against this though because this man was an amazing athletic specimen early in his career, but Kobe reinvented himself after mm. after Shaq West. And I, I would agree with you for that portion of his career. Yeah, yeah he used to be a that little bit more wild in the beginning. Yeah, he, he was... I agree with that. Yeah. No, I'm I'm joking about saying wild, but but like even even if he's still because you got to be an amazing athlete to get to the NBA unless you're yeah. like seven feet tall. But like 
It wasn't. I mean, like, he was the first person to dunk the ball through his legs. Like that's. that's but that's, but okay, but like, but people. I'm, you're, but the thing is, people can do that. You're yeah. saying like, you're saying yeah, like, someone like LeBron at like that age, you're like, what in the hell? Like look, humans like, don't just built like this. Every day. Look at like look at like Russell Westbrook. Yeah, like, yeah, Russell that's Westbrook a freak athlete. Is, is is like a freak athlete. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even early Derrick yeah. Rose for the knee injuries. Yeah, but like I don't like right. Kobe's not like that level athlete. But like you can tell, the thing that got him to that level is is is, is hard work. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, similar to Ronaldo, right. like Ronaldo, like Messi is like an amazing athlete. Like his size, like, all that stuff works for him. Ronaldo doesn't really have much of the frame for soccer. He doesn't have like that same super athletic ability that you just get with natural movement. But you can tell you work hard to get yeah. faster, stronger, uh, more right. uh, more focused, yeah. like more like that mentality. You work towards that. You know what I mean? Well, in that last interview they did uh, last on on all the smoke, he literally said that he's like, for me, the winner, the the person who's a winner is the person that just never gave up, and that kind of mentality of like, mm. it's not that you beat me in this number. I he's, just, he's I'm just future? never gonna stop. I'm literally he's, never gonna stop. And that mentality, is, yeah, he was definitely listening to future. Uh, he he. Uh, that mentality, like that's a next level. That like you can respect someone that thinks that. You know, he talked about uh, Matt Barnes talked about. Yes, I go. I used to go out there like six thirty, whatever, to do my workout, and then Kobe be already been there for an hour and a half already working. So yeah. it's just that that level is like insane. Yeah. Yeah, Caesar can use some of that, don't you think? I'm too late. <laughs> <laughs> Days is over. Hey, I, I never, I never forget when I I had to. Introduce Caesar to the Mamba mentality um, after his first his first child. I'm and, I'm, and I'm I uncomfortable. I don't want you. I want to hear it. 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 I told him. I was like, look, bro. You know, you got to make the squad because I was on I was on the squad at, at a different high school. I was like, you got to be on the squad to play against each other. So I I took him out to Stanford uh, Middle School right around the corner, and that whole summer we were out there obliterating, working, running drills. <laughs> Running suicides, running laughs. I know you. We used to have, he, we, he might try to deny it. He might try to deny it, but that was the mama mentality manifested for him right there. No, absolutely. Um, what uh, no, I mean, I mean, no, I made the squad. I made, I made my team. But the thing yeah. is, with him is, we used to even we didn't even leave. Remember, we didn't leave until we finished doing uh, uh, half court shots. What was that like? We it was insane. It was just. Sun up, sun down, working. We what? Uh, he was definitely destroying me. Oh, but he. Oh, funny. I'll say this. I used to. They used to call me and say that, and like, oh, like Caesar's more like Dirk Nowitzki. Like he just be <laughs> shooting all the time. Chris, the one that like built confidence in me to like properly drive in and use both hands for layups. Like they had me working out there. We need you back, Chris. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> it's just dead and gone. <laughs> but no, nah, honestly, like I mean, I'm not trying to like you know we're we're talking about this. I'm not trying to yeah, like act yeah. like I'm like you know, some Superman, whatever, but I, but like one of the reasons I respected that in Kobe is because I would always like that too. Like I always wanted to work hella hard and like did similar thing uh, the summer before my senior year of uh, playing football. Like me and my homeboy just like went to, like went to the school every day in the summer and oh, yeah. just like in the morning to like noon, just like working, running, doing everything and like track season going extra hard. Like I always loved athletes that like, they work hella hard because that's always been like the way I felt about sports. Like if you're not going, it's like go hard or go home. Yeah, basically. that's true. You know what I mean? So Chris, right. we need you back uh, to get back on Caesar for soccer. We need you back. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm trying to get out there. I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, yeah. When you, when you coming back, let, let's wrap it up. When, when you coming back now so we can go play soccer. Uh, 
going to be in March, man. I don't know exactly what day because uh, I'm set up to head for Paris in the March. So. You do it uh, you're a road before, before this, you know, um, obviously, you what? Uh, before you, before you wrap it up, you know, Chris is obviously one of my friends for a long time. Uh, he's come a long way, and I mean, he's at a very prestigious school, Berkeley. Made made it out straight to Berkeley. People don't do that every day, and I, I'm proud of him. Hey, Chris, I, I heard the other day you had some big stuff going on. You might be international, man. What's going on here? He just said he's going to Paris. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be working at this little law center in Oh, oh, oh Linda. Okay. Well, did you say you was going to Paris? Uh, or? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to Paris before, uh, and then I'm going. I'm going to Paris bring back one of them Jordan track suits for me from PSG. Hey, if you, if you I, yeah, yeah, no, I'm trying to see it all, man. I already looked it up. I was just, I was, just, I, I finally figured out where I'm gonna be working in London. I was looking up where I'm gonna be staying. It's only a 23 minute tube ride to Liverpool. So you oh know, God, here you go. Here you go. Hey, hey, Chris, I don't know how long you're gonna be in Europe, but um, if you can make it out to uh, Portugal, you gotta go, dude. You gotta go to Lisbon, hey, check it out. You I'm go, not you, going to Portugal. Hey, no, but when you, when oh, damn, you, I'm just saying, if you get a, if you catch a break, you, you just go over there. You, you uh, trust me, you'll like it. Nah, man, I, I, I am gonna hit up uh, the Netherlands, though. Dog, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, no, I'm trying to put you up on listen, game, homie. Listen, like. I have a cousin in England, and it's just cold and all the time out there, and everybody in England leaves to go to other places. Uh, um, right. If I'm going, hey, man, I'm go, I might be going to Portugal in uh, in uh, May. We might have to link up if you're out there, dog. He's going to still be That's here. For sure, man. Yeah, just let me know. Let me know. Shit. I'm going to be over there, and May is when I'm going to be just uh, getting my ears wet in, in England. Okay. So, yeah, I think I, I, think I leave from from uh, France to England like at the end of April, beginning of May. Oh, okay. All right, big dog. Hey, man, uh, appreciate you coming on. Talk about your boy, uh, RIP, to him and everybody that was on the um, helicopter ride. Yeah, I just got, I got one, I got like three questions for y'all. Damn! Football related. Okay, Okay, good. They're quick, they're quick. (laughs) For one, I don't know, this is probably more for Caesar. What is up with uh, Juventus on FIFA? Are they not with um, the video game no more? No, what happened was that it, what happened was that it's not really known about this. It doesn't really happen to European teams, but if you've paid attention to other teams not being included, like a couple years, like for example, if you look on FIFA right now, they have a majority of first division Brazilian teams, but there's no players on there that you would know. They're all randomized players because the licensing is for uh, Pro Evolution, the other game. So okay. they lost their licensing. They they it's really weird because Barcelona is actually the cover team for pro for the other for the other game. I mean, pro Evolution. I might be messing that name up. Yeah, Pro Evolution is Barcelona, but they're also in FIFA. But Juventus is an, a team associated with Pro Evolution, but they aren't licensed to FIFA anymore. FIFA EA Sports. So they're only in Pro Evolution in terms of like the club jerseys and brand, but the players okay. are still there. It's just weird. It's it's money messing up the whole. Uh, gaming world but uh yeah it's kind of what's going on like like for example like the china league and that's why you have like in fifa you have other and there's like all these random teams from different parts because those licenses are for other other video games all right and then this one more more for bam this is really just me rubbing it in but look at i'm telling you i want to provoke you all look out for my boy as star He's going to be legit. Oh, for he's Watford? Way the rank. You feel me? He's in Premier League. I know how y'all feel about Premier League. But he's in, he's in Watford, right? He, he's the one that came from um, 
Uh, stop. From Ren. From Ren. Yeah, he came from Ren. No, he's good. He's good. It actually, what's funny? I actually liked him because I remember in in uh, in uh, uh, African uh, Afcon. They had an injury at right wing. He was playing right back. He subbed mm. him in at like 18 at right back. He was balling back then. He's good. I, we never, I, ne- I never seen anybody. He's a baller. I like him All a lot. Dudes that come, anybody that Sorry, come from, anybody, anybody that come from France to England, I'm like, want them to ball out. Yeah. Who's that guy you used to like that came from England and went to Queens Park Rangers with my dad or Crystal Palace? Huh? Remember from PSG that went to Crystal Palace? You like? It was like a oh, Johan Kabai. Yeah, he was like trying to get on a Johan Kabai train. He's a baller, dead ass regular baller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully next time I'm talking to you, I'm talking. I'm talking about how uh, Mbappe is over at Liverpool and how this what Liverpool, you know that's taking, the big that's the, the most and, hilarious uh, news ever. That's the big rumor right now in the world. To be honest with you, I could see I could see him going there and uh, Mane who's going leaving to, and Mane going to PSG. I could okay, see that. that'd be a good swap. Yeah, I could see. Then that. Then I'd be like, you must not want to win in life. You want I, to go to I, Liverpool? I feel like Mane. <laughs> I feel like Mane might be a little bit over Liverpool. I felt like that last season too. Um, you, yeah, you, you've been saying that. I, I just I haven't really been watching this season. I'm not gonna lie. The NBA has been so great. The Lakers are just having an amazing run right now, but. Lost to the Clippers uh, twice. <coughs> Ooh. My name, my name was. My name was uh, did you? I, I didn't see what you were saying. He did said. You, he said. He said the Lakers lost to the Clippers. No, twice. but listen, listen. Did you see that they moved the game? They suspended the game today. Yeah, yeah, yeah seen they seen that. Yeah. They postponed the game. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Um. Wait. Did you have one more question or no? No, nah, that was it. That was okay. It. Hey, man. Appreciate you coming appreciate on, you, man. Chris. Hopefully, hopefully the quality is good enough in the uh, in the. <laughs> episode if not then it was great talking to you <laughs> <laughs> all right man we're gonna highlight you uh, all right man uh yeah that was the homie chris um we made it podcast alumnus um yeah uh that's our yeah we had to talk about kobe obviously i didn't expect for it to be an hour <laughs> to be honest with you oh god caesar gotta hop on his notifications thank you Jeez. um can you close it um. Okay, Caesar. You know we gotta uh, talk about some actual football out here. Dang, dog. Should we talk about the Super Bowl too? Oh. Um. Is there more to talk about? Um. Maybe. We'll, I'll see if it, what we get to. Um. Isn't wait. We already talked about it. Yeah, but we can talk about some more. Also, is is John Jones fighting soon? Yes, he is. John Jones is fighting on my birthday. Okay, February. Um, okay. against Dominic Reyes. Okay, maybe we'll talk about that too. He's gonna obliterate him. Maybe this can be our longest episode uh, ever. Great. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Jeez. Okay, Caesar. Um, yo, this dude want to leave so bad. Yeah. Um, dog. The Basque legend, the bat, the goat, the Basque goat, greatest of all time. I'm I'm agreeing with all this. The young homie. We we made it. That's in a we made it uh, first view. We're the we're the ones that put Inaki on the map. F that, no way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we've been we've been repping for Inaki day one. I, mean, I didn't say his name yet. I was trying to give him some more love. But the fuck, whatever. Okay, um, your boy Inaki Williams was subject to the racist abuse over there playing at Espanol in Barcelona. Mm. Um, let, let me let me. What was that line by Dave Chappelle? What? Cradle, cradle, or something like that was that? No, when the yellow, yellow oh, cake. Cradle, civilization. 
I don't know what that got to do with this, but um, um, the intro just sounded appropriate for it. <laughs> okay, um, he was subject to some racist abuse um, at Espanol. He had to say after that match, um, I leave here a bit sad because of the draw, but above all, because I suffered racist abuse. It's something that no black player or player of any race wants to hear. It's totally unacceptable. People should come to the ground to enjoy it, to support their team, to enjoy football, which is a team sport, a sport of friendship. It's a sad day. Um, there, you know, what's kind of crazy. There was a lot of reaction to this. Um, um, the the uh, what's the, what's the guy's name? What's the president's name? Um, Javier Tebas, who is who is um a, a right wing uh supporter. He's a supporter of the far right party Vox in Spain. Beautiful um, Vox. Yeah, it's called VO VOX is Vox. They're oh, uh, they're the, the channel. No, with the V. There's like a there's like a, a company in America called Vox. Yeah, yeah. This is the this is their uh, right wing party over there. Okay. Uh, what's his name? Was a was um what's the guy's name? The ugly dude. Um. What's the dude that was on Trump's, uh... Damn, Soros? No, the, no, no, what the hell? Uh, no, you know, Trump. Yeah, no, the guy uh, that was running around, he was in Brazil, too. Um, God, what's his name? The ugly dude? Um, I forgot his name. Anyway, uh, Javier Tebos was saying that he wished that there was a Spanish uh, Le Pen, who is a far-right uh, woman in uh, France. He was saying that there it was really bad. He, he was coming out against it, um... He was saying that the measures adopted in the past, over the last years, have to improve. Um, he, he he was, you know, it, it not to say like anybody was doing anything specific that um, that like will be a solution to this, but it seemed like this incident there was like a lot of major reaction to it. Um, Marka even put um, "We're all in Yaki Williams," I think, on the in their cover the next day. Um, um, they Athletic Club played a game against Tenerife today at Tenerife's uh, stadium, and they put like a "Say No to Racism" uh, thing at their cute. stadium. Um, and he like applauded them as well. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, and Yaku Williams also said that he was. Uh, he said, "I'm proud to be black, and I'm proud to be Basque. I want to open doors." Um, but yeah, hey, so that's like, cool, man. I mean, his bio says he's straight out of whatever city that is. I can't read it. The, the Basque is a very hard language to read. Which, 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 which city? It was like R something. It's like he like, his thing lives like straight out of there, like his area. Oh. Like, that's cool. Like, he's ripping it to the fullest. <laughs> yeah. Give him that cap, though, please. Oh, God. Give him a couple Maybe. more. One wasn't good enough. He'll get a mercy cap now, probably. Oh, no, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. I hope he gets that mercy cap and scores five goals. Oh, that'd be great. And they'll still put him back. Uh, they'll be like, oh, man, you know. They'll be like, it was just a cup match. Well, we, yeah. we got a serious tournament. They're, they're going to be like, oh, we need a left-footed guy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's really We sad. heard Diego Costa's in shape again. Yeah, We're going to bring him back. Exactly. He's ate a burger. Um, no, it's really sad because you know this is one of the players that's like breaking ground. He's not the first black player from uh, for Spain uh, Athletic Club. Oh, but um, really? Yeah, there was a guy, but he was like from. If I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken. I, I think he was from the French Basque region, uh, region, and he played for Athletic Club. Uh, yeah, it's not butt though. It's pretty cool. No, 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 and because, he and, and and he was also light skinned. Now I'm gonna ask you a question huh. about this. These regions date back before the separation of the countries themselves, correct? Definitely. So, in terms for the eyes of Basque people, mm-hmm. these borders mean nothing to them. 
I mean, I would imagine they do in real life, but like, no, I mean, like not in still... terms of movement, in terms of like affiliation. Like, let's say you're from the French Basque region, and I'm from the Spanish Basque region. Mm-hmm. There's not like we still see each other as Basque. That's why I'm curious. Yeah, I would imagine they do, but it's still going to be. I mean, this is modern times; it's going to be different. Yeah, and yeah. I think the Basque language is basically a dead language. Okay, um, it looks cool though. The names it's, are cool. It's one of them languages that's like, they don't even know where it comes from. Like, it's just, like... People just start saying like, it? I think it came from, like, uh, elves underground or something like that. Mm, garden gnomes started. Uh, yeah, but, it, oh, okay. but, but, but I've heard that... No, no, that's Welsh, actually. Um, but, I mean, it's it's modern day, so, like, if you're... Yeah, Welsh fr- makes sense. Welsh is weird. <laughs> Basque is weird, too. Yeah. Um, I, like, I just like the names. The names are cool. Like their last names, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Williams? No, I'm joking. Um, but, like... <laughs> It's one of those things that's like, damn, dog, like, not in Yaki, dude. Like, really? You know what sucks? Like, not him, dog. Well, when, and it's not even, I'm not saying this is better. Come on, dog. But Come it's, on. It's something different when it's a foreign black player in those countries that get into racial abuse. So when you're doing so it to, you, what you mean when it's some African is what you're, what you're saying. When you're saying, when it's a foreign, you don't have to put words in my mouth, sir, okay? <laughs> when it's a foreign uh, African descent athlete or black athlete, you know. Uh, like what? What was his, the name? The American dude that played down there, Marquis, something like that. Uh, Shaq Moore. Shaq Moore. That's different, you know. He's, you know, it's different. Mm-hmm. But it just hits a little bit differently when it's one of your own. That that kind of hurts my. That hurts my heart. Yeah, it's like Balotelli. It was about something. I'm like, I'm like, I get it. You want to be disgusting, racist people towards others because you want to psych them or something. You just hate them. Fine, but you're supposed to like low key ride for your own. Yeah, dog. but then like you're doing to your own dude, like you're in Italy doing to. I'm like, oh come on, man, what's going on here? Yeah, you got you got the game fucked up now. You're messing it up. You're dropping a lot of f words. You can relax. Yeah, so um, not gonna air. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was really a shame. I actually, yeah, it was. Read, I actually read an article um from GQ written by. But before you read another, article, no, I'm not gonna read God it, help us all, especially a GQ article. Lord Jesus, the show's falling apart. I definitely was not. I mean, you're about to. I mean, you have GQ in the top of your screen. Help us all. Okay. Uh, and what's next? You're gonna be called Playboy. Um. So, uh, I just want to say that for me, like this one, when I read this one, I like felt sad. Like it felt like a GQ, literally. Um. Uh. It it just it kind of really hurt my feelings this one. I was like, dude, this sucks. Like, yeah, because like Yaki never hurt nobody. He he's never not hurt even like nobody. an angry player. He's not an angry player. He just uh, he look, every time you watch a play, he just come out there to do his job and get to work. And he's like, a baller. He, and, and and when he gets to work, Ooh. stats don't define this man. You it's literally watch. You're like, this. He has an impact on his field. At any of these top ten clubs in the world, and Yaki could not only start on those teams, Easily. but you would you would see an effect from it. You'd be like. Yeah, he's, you know, he's doing you know who need him right now? Barcelona. Barcelona. Oh yeah, they don't need to be getting Willian. Uh, I don't know why the hell is Willian rumored. Okay, you you loud. Um, there's a, there's always a lot of. I'm uh, way back here. Okay, there's always a lot of my ears here. Uh, don't care about that. <laughs> care about the people, not you. <laughs> there's always a Willian to Barcelona. I've I've seen that for years. Yeah. Um, they didn't learn from Coutinho. <laughs> oh, you get racist to Brazilians now. Typical. They're both black. Um. I read an article by Sam Bloom in um, GQ. It's called the title of it was um, "Why Racism Is on the Rise in Soccer Again." Um, it was an interesting article. Most of it was like kind of um, going through some of the history and some of the modern um, incidences of uh, racism in, in international football. Um, he talks a little bit about politics. He talked about Brexit a little bit. Um, I, I, I'm gonna keep it real, like, I, like, cause I saw. 
one of the people that we follow, Shereen Ahmed, she had retweeted it. And then I saw that dude's tweet and he was like thanking a few different people for like helping him. And I was like, damn dog, like we should have been part of this. Like I actually tweeted him back and said like, you know, I wish we could have been a part of this because I was like, we talk about racism in football more than anybody, yeah. which is a fact. I mean, it literally, it, like it's it, not even it close actually. so much. I think there was a span we talked about for like four weeks in a row. It might've been five, honestly. It, we were like so over it. But Italy like, just could not chill for like one week. It was like, we just got to turn up every week. Um, and yeah, we have. But we talk about it more than anyone. We, we talked about it. No, we, and, and people can talk about it as a response to to something happening in game. But on this show, we've talked about how there could be changes done in North America to 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 help make the game more uh, and universally accessible for people of all minority backgrounds. We've discussed here in this stuff. country. In yeah, this country, sure. so we've not just delved into incidents. We've delved into how it can help people across the board. And also, we talked about, and we also have the solution for uh, yeah. racism. And Absolutely, football. we have the solution. And, and I sent him that. too. We got uh, the answers. Yeah, and I, I sent that. I was like, we talk about it more than anybody, which is like mm-hmm. obvious. Nobody talks about racism in football more than us. And um, we also have the solution for it. And I'll put the link to um, Transfer Man. But um, it was a good article. I think anybody should check it out. It was in GQ. Sam Bloom, um, you know, pretty extensively. He had um, some people, like the first black player for Chelsea and like a couple other guys um, had some quotes on here as well. Um, but also I wanted to talk about uh, Vincent Company because recently he said... That because he's uh, he, right now he's a player manager, player manager, and, and a commentator. Um, is he a commentator as well? He's or? like a, a guest on Sky Sports. Oh, okay, a pundit um, guest. Where else is he playing? Oh, Anderlecht. Anderlecht um, yeah. He was saying that he believes that racism in soccer can be truly tackled only when there is diversity in the boardroom. Basically, saying he's he said um, to quote him: "If you go through the entire landscape of football, every single board, every single management room will have no diversity." Um, he was speaking at a global players union for FIFPro. Wow. Um, he said there's no representation whatsoever, as much as 0% in most of those boardrooms. Um, That's a great point, actually. Um, he said, somebody makes a monkey chant and we want to ban him for 10 years or deduct or deduct 15 points, but we're looking at the wrong issue. Um he said the issue is that people making the policies have absolutely no diversity, and that also means gender diversity, to even start a debate on what is most on what the most appropriate measure is. Wow. Um, okay. By the way, this is this is a topic you'll never hear on BN. We actually watched Sports Burst today yeah, to did. see if like they would talk. Ever. About Inyaki Williams, the GOAT, the Basque Lion legend. I, I just saw George's messed up collar on his jacket. That's all I saw. And they talked about other stuff. and They talked about the Super Bowl, and that's about it. Uh, Vincent Company went on to say, I've been saying this for two years, and I've got nowhere. Nobody is walking through the corridors of power thinking this is a main topic. Basically saying that these boardrooms, they don't even care about when racism happens. No, they don't. Uh, they probably, on the low, they probably like it because it's like bring more publicity, attention. Publicity, publicity. Yeah. I'm sure Calig- uh, Caligari had more uh, a game, had a, had a boost in viewership games after that happened too. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh look, the last couple weeks we had more people watching us. Let me, let me, let me tell you what this, br- I, have a lo- I, have, I have a lot of respect for Vincent Company after reading this article too. Let me tell you what this brilliant man also said. Okay, big hit. You know, one of the largest domes ever. Yeah, he's yeah. rivaling you. Um, 
You know, he's still the champ. <laughs> you know, definitely. Like you wear an eight and a half, he probably wears like a. I don't nine. wear an eight. So I'm increasing it by half every week. It's not eight it's and a half. Caesar, you wear eight. I'm definitely a seven and three quarters. Oh god, no. I am. Caesar. I am. Caesar, you it's wear... not about how it fits seven and three quarters. It's a, a, a wear. A <laughs> it'll seven just and be three on there. It's, a, it's on my there. head, sir. It'll be there. no, and it goes to the front. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, Vincent Company said. You know from the start of your life that there are positions you're never going to get to because you didn't grow up in this environment. You didn't go to the same school as these guys. He said the best term is the glass ceiling. You're walking up those stairs and you see how high you can go and all of a sudden you bounce against this invisible wall where you can't go up any further and everybody else can. Jesus Christ. You know, talking about like... What the, a bar. The, talking about the real realities of oops, of what's yeah. going on in... The, the behind the scenes, like where the decisions are made. You can get you can get a bunch of people to run around and kick that ball around, and you can get people in the stands to go watch them. But the real decisions are made behind the scenes. And if they're not putting any real um, emphasis on, like, these heinous acts, they're not saying, like, yo, like, we really got to do something about this. Let's all these teams get together and, like, see what we can come up with. Make it public. If you you know it'll be real funny, go get uh, let's say England, get their staff, these boardroom guys, get them all in a room. How are we gonna tackle racism? And you, they turn that camera and it's a bunch of white dudes. <laughs> if they had if they had the little placards across the row of Premier League top fight teams. And they showed all executive board members. All you'd see is a sea of white. I think there's one woman that's on like a, maybe West Ham, but I can't remember. But well, no, actually, there's like a Chinese guy too. Well, I, there's some Pretty owners Castle. and stuff, but I don't I know they're going to be sold now. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, but um, you don't know if they're like board. Members oh yeah, or, ownership and like and like yeah, board and a that's CEO different. or executive yeah. is different. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I really like what Vincent Company had to say. Like he's talking about, you know, the real aspects, and hopefully he can be in that position at Anderlecht. You know, it's a start. And honestly, I think we should be hired in one of those positions. They should have us in some boardroom and um in some soccer uh, uh, team. Let let us at least host it. Host what? Like an event where there's this. Nah, discussion I want I, I want a salary. You want you want, you? I mean, you're going to get a salary for that. I want. No, you want I think you that want we could be on the board in a soccer team right now. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. put me in Real Madrid board. We'll get it cracking. Uh, yeah, make me make me the, what's it called a general manager. Let's see what's yeah. cracking. Go go be co general managers at Monaco. That'd be cool. It'll be cracking. I like. I think we'll do an amazing job. No, I, I really don't think we'll I do can't. That spe- at all. I can't speak a lick of French. I can we'll get just... pe- I can get people to speak French. Yeah, exactly. This is not even a big deal. I literally put out a tweet and I get three people at the door. Hardy's going to France. Oh, learn. it's over. It's game you know over. They don't know how hard they're going to be working. <laughs> we bring in mom mentality over there, too. But I think, like, and, and obviously it's not just like, oh, you know, we're all we care about is racism. Yeah. No, but, no, like, no. this is a thing, like, really good people got to go in the pitch to do what they love. And, like, there's a bunch of players. I'm sorry. There's a bunch of fans there that really care about this person. Those teammates care. Even the opposing teammates are going to, like, have a lot of love and affection for this guy. And then there's going to be some people in the crowd it, Doing monkey chance saying racist stuff to them, and nothing's gonna happen. It's not that racism is always the issue in terms of what we need to fix if we were to be board member. But think about this: you have a soccer game that goes on, right? Or you have a football game that goes on. Liverpool plays uh, whatever uh, Everton. Hmm. In terms of something that actually no, let's talk about the game. What was it? Brescia played 
Oh, I forgot who it was. Uh, Spall. They, Spall. <laughs> what, what, what happened? Name three bad things that happened in that game. Nothing. The game started. The game ended. People played soccer. No one got injured. No yeah. one died. It was safe. But what happened that had nothing to do with the sport? Someone doing monkey chants. Someone saying racist actions. So you know what that tells me? There is a main issue. Yeah. There's an issue that's be addressed. If everything is running smooth, maybe a couple things be like, oh, did they pick the trash up? Whatever. Little little things could have been changed. What's the one thing that mattered that had nothing to do with the sport that occurred? It's the it's the racism. Literally. So when you have something, an anomaly that's going on and that has nothing to do with your sport, take that joint out. Make an effort towards getting rid of it, okay? Caesar got a rubber band man while he's a Taliban right now. Okay. You know, represent <laughs> Rubber band man. Wow. Wow, is a Taliban. I used to rock those when I was like 18. I'm trying to bring it back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's been a while. When I was like 20. People wear Air Maxes again. I can bring this back. Dog, Air Maxes never went away. Okay, people wearing Jordan 1s again. I can bring this back. I, I used to have some Jordan 1s. I never liked the Jordan 1s. I used to They're have too, like, plasticky to me. Okay. You, you, I, you never mind. What am I? Okay, anyway. What am I? Uh, <laughs> what am I? Okay, Caesar. Also, speaking of racism. Um, Somehow lighting this, got better now? Weird. Chill. This house is weird. Um, This is kind of random, I guess. But um, what? I saw it and I was like, I'm sorry. We got to expose these people. Shout out to Eintracht Frankfurt for uh, stripping an ex-president of his honorary role because they found out he was a Nazi. Um. <laughs> Rudolf Gromlich uh, had his oh, what a name had his honorary presidency stripped. He's what's dead. honorary presidency? Whatever. Um, he, he's dead. He 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 was a president from 1955 to 1970. Um, he oversaw the their team's Seoul German Championship in 1959. Damn, um, so he was kind of important. You know, there's a lot of bombs still around back then. You know, there's like, oh, like you, you kick the ball at a stadium, this shit might blow up. <laughs> Take a uh, wrong step, wrong, wrong. I mean, you know, some of the alleyways got untouched a little bit. I remember I told you that this, I think this is like 2017, actually. They they were like building Dortmund's new stadium. They found an old World War II uh, missile. Or, Jesus or bomb. Christ. Yeah. Imagine, imagine be like, ting. Do it again, do it again. Ting. <laughs> um... They said he had been a player from 1929 to 1944, but... Um, Don't care! Um, th- uh, but yeah, they, they came out recently and they were saying that um, they found out that he approved of the Nazi tyranny. And um, also, Eintracht Frankfurt, if I'm not mistaken, they don't allow... They've banned members of the right-wing party AFD from uh, Frankfurt from Eintracht Frankfurt matches. So yeah, they don't even let those dudes... Shout uh, out Frankfurt! Yeah, they don't even let... Tommy's them, favorite team. Uh, Okay, and also, you know what I'm saying, they, they won that cup against Bayern. With, Yo, uh, when Kevin Prince Boateng was there. Yeah. Was I, wa- I watched that match, too. Yeah. Well, maybe like the last, second half. You, um, definitely, you definitely did boom, 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 skipping it, but yeah. <laughs> Skip master. But, yeah, but shout out to Eintracht Frankfurt. They're like, they're like yeah. nah. They're not like, oh, you know, well, it's our history. He's like, they, oh, he was a Nazi, go, and we're getting him out of here. They didn't go, oh, you know, the situation was different. As they said, see ya. Yeah, for real, for real. Um... Also, um, really quick. Mm. <laughs> Another article to read. Go ahead. Really quick. Um, New, Newcastle United's in talks on a, a Saudi Arabian takeover. Negotiations between. Um, <laughs> Does it have to be worded like that? They're about to buy the team. The takeover? 340 Jesus. million pound uh, takeover. The, I, we, I got that money. The Saudi's uh, public investment fund is uh, there in uh, talks with Mike Ashley, the owner the, of Newcastle. Like in a, like the state? It's state owned? 
Yeah, it'll be like a, what's it called? Um, it'll, it'll be, be a, a, a club owned by a country. I mean, it'll be basically like City and PSG. Like it'll have like his main funding is coming from like a fund front that's being funded by like a nation. Mm-hmm. Um, cities like that, PSGs like that. Investigations only, please. I mean, that's what Javier Tebas is saying. He hates it. I, I think that, not but lie. he's also part of Vox, so I can't mm, really. Tar- I don't really. I'm not like like I'm with him, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real. Like I really don't. Like I'm not really tripping that much. If if, if their association say it's legal, it's fine. But like, I don't really like you giving it to Saudi Arabia. They killed uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Man, they cut up his body. What did you just say okay. Anyway, you don't know about it. But um, nobody does on this listen. Yes, they do. They know about Jamal Khashoggi. I know you have faith in our listeners, but I don't. <laughs> we only had four. I know you read smart. to them. I know you read to them every week. You read to them, but no. Anyway, uh, okay, Caesar. We're we're Sunday is the Super Bowl. Did you do you plan on? Do you care or not really? I actually have my last performance this Sunday during the Super Bowl. Oh, that's true. Um, I'm gonna be performing uh, the last can, week can, of Sunday. Get any more? Can I get some comp tickets for Friday? What's the deal? Absolutely, you can, my friend. Okay, it might be cap, but we'll see. No, I really got them for you. Okay, just Venmo me ten dollars. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so you're not really you're not going to be able to watch it. Probably. Unfortunately, you'll, you'll probably watch it a little bit. It starts at three, right? There's Super Bowl. Yes, but I have to be call time four o'clock for me. Somebody can be watching on their phone or something. The only thing about Super Bowl, they say they start at three, but then you watch the game. It's like three forty-five. It's finally kickoff. I'm like, so what? Really? It's going by. God, is it? There you go. Nobody there. The world's longest, longest. Uh, 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 what's it called? The what's it called? I when they know. sing the song. National Anthem? National Anthem, yeah. You better not be playing. You only hear because you memorize that. What? <laughs> you have to memorize the National Anthem no, before you, you get don't. to it. You memorize the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, Pledge of Allegiance, my bad, yeah. Stupid. You were born bad. into it. It must be nice. Yeah. Um, well, you got two I, passports. I actually think there's going to be a lot of people there because... At your this, play? Yeah, this is not that world. So I can't this is true. Cool. This is true. But some of them are... Theater people. Some, we're, we're theater folk. We don't roll with that, you know okay. what I'm saying? We're not right with this. We're not supporting Jay-Z. <laughs> stupid. Um, Sway Lee gonna perform some reporting for you. <laughs> stupid. Um, I don't know if like. Hope he does sex to see. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. Like we'll see. You're gonna watch it, dog. I didn't watch it last year. I, well, I watched some of it. I actually was kind of watching it last year because uh, <laughs> me and Tark were watching it. Why were we watching? it? You guys are watching it and then reviewing. Uh, what was the looking videos? at Twenty One Savage memes? Yeah, you guys um, are. You literally went to his house to watch it. No, he came to my house. Um, yeah, y'all laid up on the couch and watched together. Where was I at? Who cares? Why was I there? Because you're annoying. Racist. Um, but yeah, do you still think the Chiefs going to win? Trent, yeah. Trent Dilfer said the 49ers are going to blow them out. Trent Dilfer, he must know. He must know all about losing. No, nah, um, uh, he won a Super Bowl. But... Yeah, after that, what happened? Uh, we all saw who he really was. <laughs> um, he was we knew who he was then. Actually, yeah, Dilfer was out back then. Uh, he knows what he's you know. What's funny though? When I heard that, I was like, "Damn, dog!" Because honestly, them old quarterbacks <laughs> be knowing stuff. Dog. You know why? You know why he says that? <laughs> because the 49ers have a sensationally defensive team, and what happens in the Super Bowl every year? Good quarterbacks get beat by good defenses. Yeah, ask, so, uh, ask Tom Brady. Uh, ask Peyton Giants. Manny how that hurt. <laughs> Peyton Manny had a year. He would have had like 48 touchdowns a year, some stupid number. Came into that game, was throwing duds everywhere, throwing long long, uh, long ball Uniteds everywhere. Um, that Yeah, so I mean, so I don't know. Defenses, at the end, if they make Super Bowl, they win. Like the Bears that one year, too, that a great defense. The, the Bears. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll see. But I, but I've I never watched it. I haven't watched a Niners game in years, so I don't know. It's, it or hasn't been game. hasn't been that many years because we watched when they played against uh, Seattle at your house that time. That was like four years okay, ago. Okay, but I'm saying it's not like that many years. Not like twelve years. Yeah, but I mean, that literally, who's left from that team? 
Um, Patrick Willis. One guy switched teams. Patrick. One guy retired. Hall of Famer, right? Um, but yeah, I. I one guy's one I, leg I, left. One damn dog. Um, like this. Um, when, uh, when, when, no, no, stop. When when um when I uh, when I heard that though, I was like, well, you never know because a, a a person that used to play quarterback, like their analysis of the game. If the only thing is, I don't know how much Trent Dilfer actually analyzes the game. I just don't I, know. I don't. He's on ESPN. I, I don't watch it. But you have to take if he's somebody that really analyzes the game, and he's used to be a quarterback. They'd be knowing a lot. I agree. I think that when it comes to the, the player analysts, the best ones are always the quarterbacks. Those oh, guys, they're Steve meticulous. Young. Oh, Steve Young was really good on Fox. Him and he Steve Mariucci oh, they used to on, on NFL Network, like, when I was into football, I just loved Because, like, they just, between them two, they just knew everything. And it's crazy. I mean, people, we were, like, super shocked about when Tony Romo started commentating. I'm like, this is all, quarterbacks have been doing this in yeah, commentations they, positions. I mean, not commentations. They I mean, know sure everything. Aikman's been doing it for too, but like Aikman's been different generation. But yeah. comment, they've been doing this in terms of analysts for for years. Yeah. Like, anytime they talk on there, I, I mean, the old Fox guys are kind of whatever. But when they bring, like, a very more, a more recent quarterback yeah, that's yeah. done, I'm like, God damn, like, they, <laughs> like, you've literally, there's not a scheme they don't know yeah. or haven't seen. Tony Romo used to be calling the play out. Yeah, like, uh, Tony Romo. Like, oh, you're going to run to Tony the right. Tony Romo, literally, it's not that he just I think they knows. told him to stop that. Yeah, th- yeah, they they were like, oh, this is the play that's going to come out. Like he that first couple of weeks, though, he was going off. No, I think they like at, at the end of that season, they were like, you can't like say it because you're right all the time. Yeah, like he was murdering it. The <laughs> thing is, it's like, but I don't think he, he was doing he, it. When for you're that, a quarterback, though. no, he, I think it's instinctual for yeah. him. When you're a quarterback, you don't just know what your offensive set is, but you know every single defense in front yeah. of you. It's the position where you have to know both sides. Yeah, for sure. So he sees that he's like, oh, this is he. Remember, I remember he'd be like. He's like, this is gonna be a five yard gain to the right. They're gonna go to the left here. Look at the yeah. look at the position. I'm like, God damn, yeah. like I thought I was that, good at that. That's <laughs> color commentating, like yeah. like a goal for anybody. That's but insane. You, but you know what's funny? That's kind of like what got me to like not be into football as much because I just felt like it. Like I felt like it was too predictable. So I was just like, uh, it's like not really fun. That's what's part of like what got me into soccer because I just it's a whole new world and it's not that makes especially when you see something so long. I yeah, mean, the only just, thing that became the only thing that became like super shocking to football is when it sucks. Like you 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 gained admiration for for co- coaches that were more edgy, like uh, like what was Virginia Tech's coach? I forgot his name. The one with the boil. Yeah. Jim or something, I don't know. Yeah, he, you know, he would do, like, a lot. He was known for doing some uh, extravagant plays on special teams. Like, those guys, those yeah. coaches are fun. But, uh, yeah, the, in large part, if you watch the game for years, you kind of just kind of get over that. And soccer, for you, was, was new, new and exciting. You like And you like seeing the contrast styles and all that, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, what's the name? Um, w- w- UFC? Oh, oh, John Jones fighting some dude. John Jones is fighting Dominic Reyes. I think he's going to be Saturday. taking a dive. Um, no, but actually I want to make a funny point. So, uh, we know last week on our show, we talked about how we, I talked about how I think Cowboy took a dive and there was a whole big debate in the news this week. Stephen A. Smith versus Joe Rogan were arguing with each other. Yeah. Because after the fight, Stephen A. Smith, after the, I mean, whatever, he literally him as hell. Um, but after the game, I I could appreciate after the game, he said, yeah, please bring up credentials. I don't care about that. After the game. After the fight, the more you, important thing... You don't see people hate Stephen A. Smith. I like you're, you're a UFC person. Shut the now. hell up, man. You're, you, ident- you're no, a don't UFC you, guy. Don't you identify me you're as something. You're a UFC you bro. Me. You're you a UFC bro. Anyway, you're a bro. you look stupid right you're now. You're a bro. So, Stephen A. Smith, after the fight, thought I thought he said and a very fair, and I agreed with him in the point. Yeah. Whatever you want to say about enough. this fight, he gave up, and then people are saying, oh, you can't call him a quitter. 
my man, you uh, you talk. They talk about all this man's accolades, all the accolades that this cowboy has done his career. Citroni, Cironi, not Citroni, not the striker from Milan who got loaned out. Uh, <laughs> not 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 Citroni like the car. Um, uh, that individual was not there. And if it's your time to shine and you have all these accolades and you don't show up that day and you're count and you you go in turtle position or something punch you, awesome. my man, you've given up right then. He he didn't. I'm, it's, I'm not saying no one's no one's saying that. Oh, like he was supposed to go go out on his shield and get knocked out. But yeah, we're saying that. It's but UFC. you got it. You, so UFC UFC out. promotes that. UFC yeah. wants that. UFC calls for that. Whatever you want to say, Jose Aldo got beaten twelve seconds or fifteen seconds, but he got knocked the hell out. He didn't get mm-hmm. to, he didn't go turtle position and give up the strike. Yeah. Uh, when when Cerrone got punched, was first on his butt and didn't even grab or anything. He was just sitting mm-hmm. on his butt like this and started crawling away. My man, I'm sorry, I don't care. He's fought in fifty fights. He may have had in the past never given up. I'm sorry, that fight. He gave up, and he knew he gave up because he was finna get that check regardless. So, uh, and, and you, that's on your mind. Your biggest payday's on your mind. Yeah, passionate is a UFC talk. I think also... I'll Ste- this before, too. Relax. Uh, Stephen A. Smith was... Whoa, man. Come on, dude. Caesar, come on, man. Come on, man. I'm good, though. Come on, man. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith was saying that... Uh, about Conor McGregor too, he was saying like you know we didn't really see enough to see like if he you'd be able to like win any of these big fights he, that were that they're like saying that he should fight. That's the issue with this, that's, this whole that's, discussion. That's I, the Joe Rogan. Uh, no, the, the Joe Rogan thing is he was upset that he said that he gave up. You can't just who gave Joe, up. Joe know? Rogan has an annoying point saying that oh um you can't say someone gave up because like who are you to call people fighting giving up? I'm people like say okay, that buddy. All the time. But at my same time, I'm like yeah, you fought Taekwondo, but like you didn't fight UFC, so how can you say someone gave up? So regardless, he's black. And no, he gets, rega- he's regardless of the point, the narrative before this was like, oh, he picked Cerrone. The guy's like 38. Oh yeah, yeah, he's come back. And Stephen A's like, all right, if this man's 38 and everybody's trying to make me watch this, give me a reason why I should watch this. Mm-hmm. 40 seconds, you sh- you shoulder check someone d- down to a beat down. It was like, is it, it, is it, it was a like thriller. In the Khabib fight, he was getting his legs wrapped up, choked, gave up. Oh. The, uh, Nate Diaz fight, he got choked and gave up. Oh. You didn't show, and everybody's talking about, yeah, I've been working on my wrestling. There was zero wrestling, like zero wrestling. So nothing was shown that he can beat anybody. And he collected a dub, and the media's in love with Connor, and so they all start writing this. But I think Stephen A made a very fair point. I didn't see anything that made me go, oh, man, the man's back. Yeah, Just because he said so. nice things all week. That's PR, buddy. Anybody can learn mm-hmm. PR. Literally, they had another famous figure, Ariel, this week saying, like, yeah, I don't want to see Connor fight uh, uh, um, this guy because even when he brought up this guy, he got nasty again. I just like seeing him focus, uh, 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 fighting people he respects. I'm like, they don't work like that. If you're going to fight somebody that brings out the nasty in you, to me, this is showing me you're fighting someone that brings out the real you. Because if you're flipping into this person, then what? I'm supposed to just watch you fight the people that you respect so you can be a nice guy all the time? Like, that's who you are? How many uh, how many fighters are contracted under UFC? Do you know? I believe it's in the 300s. 200s. I just want to see how much information. I don't, I don't know that. This dude knows everything about All UFC. I know is that Bellator is happening. I can't ask him nothing about nothing else. Boy, UFC, he right there. He remember everything. Forgot your sweater, but you. <laughs> but, how, how old is Conor McGregor? I don't know. How old is 29? wife? <laughs> His wife. How many kids? Hey, the charges going up in England, though. <laughs> I mean Ireland. They own them. Look at this guy. Know everything. He, he might. He might join that Ronaldo train. 
When did when did uh, Martin Luther King's wife uh, when, when Coretta did, Scott when, King? When, she wrote a great book, by when, the way. When did, when, did, when did Martin Luther King's mom die? Holy Jesus! <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, how'd, she, how'd, she, how'd she die. Hmm? How'd she die? I don't know. Yeah, see, she wasn't born here. If she was UFC, oh, okay, but you can know UFC because I know when Mario Franco died. <laughs> exactly. I know my people. <laughs> anyway, um, that's it. We made it podcast episode one forty two. Gotta give a big shout out to uh, the homie. Chris, aka Hardy. I don't know. Does he go by Hardy anymore? I don't know. He goes by he goes by Hardy. I think still. Um, for chiming in on the Kobe situation, definitely talked about that for like an hour. Um, what what's what's today? Champions League, I think, is back in two weeks. Please, um, Lord, hurry up. Look, I want to check Twitter right now to see if uh, Cavani's gone to Atleti yet. Like, geez, no, they're definitely sleeping out there now. Like, what in the world is going on right now? Um. But yeah, we'll definitely be back next week. You know what? If Champions League is the week before this, I'm sorry, is in two weeks, maybe we can try to do the gaming episode next week. That'd be really, excuse me, that'd be really dope if we can do that um, in in uh, the week before Champions League. You dig? Let's get it cracking. Uh, oh, I'm at the UFC one. Watch him start cheering. Um, anyway. I don't know why you got to hate on um, yeah, um, you. You're just a hater. You're a hater. Episode 142, we made a podcast. Oh!